Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Is that right? With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like doing this. A couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man. Homeboy, and welcome to another fun, festive episode of Tin Foil Hat. Uh, as always, with me, my uh, my BFF. Hey, stop it! Stop it! You're rude! You're rude! Uh, joining me in studio is always the most off the grid motherfucker you ever meet in your life, Ryan Davis. Everybody, I'm here. Let's get queer. Nice, uh, Ryan. We got a busy week here. A lot of great stuff going on. First of all, tomorrow night, you're, you're, tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening this um, Wednesday, is the second Tinfoil Hat Comedy Night. It will be live at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Tickets are $20. You can just go to La Jolla Comedy Store. We have stand-up by uh, Greg Carlwood, my main man, Ryan Davis, Shoney, Sean Joshi, and Eddie Bravo. And myself, I'll be closing out, followed by an hour podcast a swap cast with the higher side chats uh the ice house show was phenomenal we decided to do it in la jolla and hopefully from there if that goes well which it will we will be doing more dates around the country so check that out also real quick um bam is coming together yes the social justice warriors comedy tour of texas everybody Brody Stevens, Jim Florentine, Chad Zumach, and myself. We're playing three dates in Texas. December 15th, we are at the Paper Tiger in San Antonio. The next night in Houston, we're at my main man, the, the Seeker Group, and then finishing off in Austin on Sunday at the Cap City Comedy Club. I've been dying to play all those venues. It's finally coming together so please check out the social justice warriors and just a disclaimer brody stevens is not a social justice warrior and does not endorse the name of this tour yes <laughs> he wanted to let that know that's positive push right there everybody you got uh, it. the patreon guys join us on patreon we do an episode every week for you subscribers plus youtube rants and we're going to do uh, the Power Five with every guest on the show, asking five conspiracy questions, only available on Patreon. We have our different levels, the $2, League of Owls, and we have the $3, the Triad of Troublemakers, and, of course, the $5, Mother of All Truth Bombs. So help a brother out and uh, join. And I promise you, you're going to get the best of the best in there. And then the shirts... We got shirts, man, and thank you guys. You guys are loving the shirts, and basically the shirts are fan art. We People make fan art. We turn them into shirts. Go to allcomedytshirts.com backslash hat. We have the uh, uh, Praise Jesus, Hail, t -shirt, Hail Satan shirts, uh, the Weed Smoking Jesus, the uh, 
the tinfoil hat. Question everything that my man Ryan is wearing right now. If you're watching on YouTube, go check that out. And the smoke weed, eat pussy, hell Satan shirts. They're very popular. And I just got my own hoodie, so I love it. So it's all going good. Thank you for support. Guys, this is how you support the show. The show only grows if you help us out. Help us out on Patreon. Help us out by buying a shirt. It helps the show grow. And the YouTube channel, go to it. We put these podcasts on. Every podcast goes on there. We're up to 3.5 thousand subscribers, and it's only growing. The guys who saw us on the Jimmy Dore show, you guys are, are saying some kind words. You guys saw my appearance on the Jimmy Dore Show, and I'm very thankful. So subscribe to that. We're putting up every video. You guys keep asking me about episode episode 48, which is the Vegas shooting. Uh, I am getting that video ba- made by my friend. It's just taking a little time because he got put in all the pictures. So that will be out when it is out. So that will be out soon. So thank you guys for all your support. So joining us now in studio, uh, a good friend of mine, he is the godfather of the podcasting game his fingerprint is all over all comedy podcasts uh he's a good friend he's a funny guy uh he is the death squad godfather brian redband everybody what's up guys hey brian thanks for coming to the bun- bunker oh my god you guys cut you guys snap your fingers yeah that's what we do how'd you know that that's great. Uh, Brian, uh, what's going on? Where are you going to be? I'll be in Indianapolis Wednesday, which is, uh, you guys dropped this tomorrow? So, yes. So well, t- it's going to be dropped tonight. Okay. So, Wednesday, I'll be at Morty's in Indianapolis, and then Columbus, Ohio, Thursday at the Funny Bone, and in Pittsburgh on Friday the 10th with Kate Quigley. We also have special guests in each city. We're going to have uh I love it, dude. On. I've always said you should be doing more of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. He's just DIYing <laughs> it. It's a little harder, yeah, but yeah. a little hard doing all the shit at the same time. You know? It is hard. It is hard, but when it when when it hits, it's so much better. Yeah. And wh- where are we at with the podcast game? What do you, podcast you got going on? Uh, Kill Tony. We're doing that every Monday at the Comedy Store, eight o'clock. Last night was awesome. Scalar Brothers, Punky Johnson. I love Punky. Oh my god, it was great. And then uh, Death Squad Chronicles. We do also. It's the Ice House Chronicles. Yes. Uh, and that's always fun. Uh, you've been on many of those. Yeah, I'm v- I was there when you guys uh, decided on the name. And then whenever I want to do a, a what Brian Redband do, I do one of those. But. That's great. That's <laughs> great, dude. So everything's going good. So thank you for coming on the show, Brian. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I don't know if you're into conspiracies. I know because <laughs> uh, you're always busting my balls, and I'm cool with that. Don't mind me. I'm I just, like certain ones. You like certain ones. Yeah. And like, what are ones. you into? Uh, JFK, of course. That's the number one one. You know, and with all these recent records, you know, nothing really was found, but that's still interesting to me. Well, it's very interesting uh, because I get hit up a lot. I love our listeners. They'll hit us up with some weird random email that has no return email. Like, I can't return them back. But this guy hit me up, and he was talking about how most of the dump was just a smokescreen for all the chaos going on right now. Like, we're... If you're into conspiracy theories, right now is the golden age of conspiracy theory. There is so much insane shit going on right now, and it's so awesome because, you know, I've said this before. Over time, conspiracy theorists tend to be more right than they are wrong. You're always going to have those weird, crazy conspiracies like we were talking about on the Patreon with uh, Darren Chase, who's like, most conspiracy theorists think uh, Michelle Obama is a tranny. Well, that's not true at all. Yeah. Most people, Stop wasting your time on that. Yeah, you, most <laughs> uh, the people you talk to, which are probably all your cats, you motherfucker, right. might think that. I do not think that. But over time, we tend to get 
See, uh, it, it tends more and more evidence comes out that we're more right than we are wrong. You don't believe flat earth shit, though, right? No, but we had a thing <laughs> on that. But we're, what we're going to get in today, uh-huh. I could see that. Of course. I could see that. And that comes, yeah. I mean, a lot of people think the flat earth stuff was very much promoted to take away from Pedogate, you know, and all that crazy shit that's going to come out about that. And that shit will come out. And I will find every motherfucker who told me called me a crazy person. And I will I will get a victory dance. I will do a touchdown dance in front of all of them. Just offer free hugs. Yeah, no. That's how you get back to your enemy. Just love them. Just hold them? Yeah. I see you going to war on Twitter, and I'm like, God, how does Sam have all this energy? I, I enjoy it. It makes I enjoy. It. I love hecklers, so I why would I enjoy <laughs> trolls? So I like light them up, and they get lit up, dog. So overtime. So you're into. Would you say you're not? You're not really into. You're into more of like uh, the big conspiracies or the J, the JFK assassination. Why are you into that? Um, I like yeah the bigger ones because there's you know most of the conspiracies that you see nowadays seem like all right come on you're just not, you're not thinking at all just you're you're just overlooking certain facts you can easily figure this out I don't even want to go there because it's too boring for me right then you get ones like like uh, JFK which just seems like impossible to figure out you know and there's facts uh, looking and there's a lot of weird things going on there so there's a lot of shit like why is this why is that. You know, so there's a lot of, I guess, smoke, you know, where there should be a fire. Right, right. And now, then, do you stop at JFK? Do you ever go into 9-11 or any of that stuff? Uh, not too much on 9-11. Now, do you not go in, like, the, you go into JFK, do you go into that because it was so far away and it doesn't have any, like, immediate impact on your life? I think because one of the first conspiracies that I ever learned or even knew, like, the first thing that opened my eyes to conspiracy theories was probably JFK from Oliver Stone. Well, you know, that's where the the, the term was coined, by the CIA. They coined the term conspiracy theorist to basically discredit anybody questioning the official narrative. Yeah. That's where it all all comes from, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's very interesting. That is the beginning of what is being believed. That that was, I think, the first time that people won't go, ah... That doesn't make sense at all. And that's when people started questioning stuff. Because there's shit way earlier that's very interesting, like, you know, the assassination of of Abraham Lincoln and the fact that nobody knows, nobody's ever been taught that, like, the Russians came in on the side of Abraham Lincoln. You've never heard that at all. And it's a crazy-ass thing because they just gotten rid of uh, serfdom in, in, in Russia and they didn't want to see it going, which is basically anti-banking. They were anti-Rothschild banks. They kicked the Rothschilds out, and that's where the beginning of the Red Scare starts. Do you think if Abraham Lincoln was a little bit better looking, we would care more? I think everybody was ugly back then. <laughs> right? I don't think I don't think there was a lot of pretty like, people. Like the 9-11 shit, like, I mean, yeah, sh- there's definitely weird things about that. There's but so but much the, the, the Tower 7, like, shit, just stop, all right? Well, well I, mean, I mean, okay, come can on. I, well, have you <laughs> heard of Building 6? I, I, you know what? I believe everything about Building Six, but just stop about the, t- the seven one. How many times have you been witness to Sam just yelling at someone in the back lot at the comedy? Show? Oh, many times. Like I always often think about his high blood pressure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be around. I mean, uh, that long, so that's fine. Maybe acupuncture. Maybe it'll just like come out like steam. 
Ah, probably. <laughs> probably. I respect that. Yeah, because I think today's topic, it's something I've wanted to talk about for a while, and I re- distinctly remember maybe about a month ago, Sam's just going off, pointing, screaming at someone, and then you're like, yeah, get him, Sam, get him. And then I walked over to the wall and got the questions like, do you believe in this crazy shit? Are you like him? I'm like, we're uh, yin-yang of the conspiracy twins. you know? I'm like, cool with that. Oh, yeah? So, I don't mind that. So I don't Sam's mind the that. passion, and I tend towards the logic, even though I look... Yes. I well Not because so it's, <laughs> what what goes on is that I am literally, and most of your arguments are between like in a lot of things. It's just someone who knows something arguing with someone who's done no research at all, and they just emotionally throw up on a situation because it's like let's be honest here. How many people in this room, when they see an article, actually read the article? And not just read the title and make up the story from there on. They maybe read a paragraph in, and then at the end it's like, who gives a fuck? It depends what it is. I think, I'm, I'm, I think a lot of people make up the narrative. Yeah, I get clickbaited all the time. I'll see some hot chicks like, what does she look like now? And I'm like, oh, what do-? And you never see it. You like, yeah. click through 50 oh, pages. so many clicks. Like, you got me. Yeah. You motherfuckers. Do you believe in the moon? We went to the moon? Hmm. Um, here's the whole thing. <laughs> there is stuff that's weird about that. There's 100%. But see, that's not my thing, though. Right. Because I would rather, I'm into that NASA lies to us about a lot of stuff. Whether we've gone to the moon, we've either not been to the moon or we're on every planet. I don't know why, but that's what I think. So, I mean, it could be either way. Well, Aaron, Aaron, thoughts. Aaron, thoughts. Oh, that's such horseshit. Why? (laughs) Why, Aaron? Because the moon is much closer than everything else. Yeah. Uh, the moon. Well, there's a lot of sh- shady shit about the moon, too. Why haven't we gone back, like, every year? Yeah. Like in the 60s, we be- went 13 Because times. we learned everything possible we can learn. Oh, come on, It was too dude. expensive, and they should. They were like, we should just move on to what's next. Like, we've already spent this much money. We've already tested every single thing here. We've already looked around this whole fucking place. Like, why are we going here anymore? Well, this is good. So there's two people in the room out of four that are... You definitely went, and then there's two that are like questions. Here's here's a if you want to like I remember when I first started working with Joe Rogan, he one of his number one ones were was the moon, and to me was the most like no way. But then I've talked to my dad. My dad's like, "You're an idiot, Brian." I'm like, "Okay, well, let me just see what these facts are." And then you start looking at the flags and waving and stuff, and then you figure out like there is some footage that they just tested, you know, just to see what it, you know. They like they ha- they admitted they had fake footage, you know, yeah. of them doing. But conspiracy people still use that footage, you know, like in in their arguments on Facebook or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but I believe that a hundred percent. Like, if you want, if you question, if we went to the moon, listen to the episode of Joe Rogan and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, and that pretty much I watched Joe believe we didn't go to the moon, and then believe that we did like in one sitting i I did and i'm not saying (laughs) that it is impossible here's my whole opinion that shit i'm never gonna know what the conspiracies that i'm into are fucking power and greed corrupt and the people have it will do anything to keep it and anything is possible that's really my main focus so this thing that we're going on is not my thing, but I find it very interesting. And see, what I'm into is anything that has historical basis or in somewhere in myth, there's always like multiple cultures talking about it. And today, 
what we're going to get into is a whole bunch of shit, but where we could start is... Well, I mean, we're going to talk about simulation theory. We always get asked to do this, and we're finally doing it, and I yeah. found a, a, something that I think Brian's into. I can't tell. He plays his poker face. He gives me that laugh every time I ask him, so I don't know if he's in or <laughs> out, right. so right. we're going to find out. I think that's just it. People want... We don't need to choose a side. We just present it, and I, you make that, up your mind. You, you know, know what, man? I get a lot of people who, like, I'll have a guest on... And if I don't challenge them on everything they say, they get very upset. But I'm like, I mean, like, you know my position on stuff. Like when we had that guy come on and he was like, Clinton is a better, you know, a better alternative than Trump. And I'm like, they're both garbage. I could have pressed that dude. But it's like, I'm pretty blessed that he came on the show. The guy's a historical director. You know, I don't need to light this motherfucker up. And then we had the Truth Cat last week, and she was like, Trump is, you know, I'm a, I'm more of a Trump guy than anything. And people want me to blast her, too. And it's just like, I just want to hear what they have to say. And you make your own mind up. Uh, I heard a real smart guy in a documentary called uh, Dying Laughing. Yeah. When he was asked about hecklers, he said, you just have to become burnt wood. Yeah. I think right? you know that guy. Yeah. So I've Dead become, on the inside. I used to read the comments, you know, on YouTube. Now, this is it. Like, I, I was here for when we talked. I don't need to. Yeah. I'm not going to get uh, and, into you know, it, you know. So simulation theory, the, the, and that is, to me, a, uh, I would, I'm would i more into simulation theory than I am flat earth. Because it's a fun one, and a, a lot of it makes sense, in my opinion. Yes. There's a lot of stuff, too. You're like, that is interesting. And the Matrix was awesome. And yeah. the Matrix was sweet. We'll get there. We're going to get into that, because there's some crazy shit with that. So let's do this, dude. All right. So we're going to start way back around 380 B.C., this is from Plato's The Republic, and it's the allegory of the cave. Aaron, you're familiar with it, seeing you nodding? I am, yes. All right, cool. So tell me if I go off strap here. The allegory begins with Socrates, or Socrates, depending on Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, right? <laughs> Describing a group of humans held in a deep, dark cave. They have been imprisoned there since childhood, their necks and legs bound so they cannot turn around, see themselves, each other, or the rest of the cave. All they can do is stare ahead at the cave wall in front of them. Behind them and unseen is a walkway with a low barrier, and behind that is a large, bright fire. A group of puppeteers move along the walkway with puppets raised above their heads. While the puppeteers' own shadows are obscured by the barrier, the light casts silhouettes onto the wall and the puppets onto the far cave wall so that the prisoners can see shadow shapes of humans and animals flicking before them. When the puppeteers' voices echo around the cave, they appear to the prisoners to be coming from the shadow creatures, not from the unseen humans speaking behind them. Having presented this strange scenario, this is back in 380 BC, Socrates suggests that the prisoners, that the shadow display is all that would be reality to them. Right. All right, so what's even weirder about that? So you have the image of people that can't look around, they're looking straight forward, and all right. they can see is shadows. This is what they see as reality. Right. And so, Socrates, Socrates then adds to the scenario, supposing that one of the prisoners is released and now be able to look around and move freely in the cave. He would look at the fire and, and look at the whole life behind him and would not be accustomed to what he sees. He would not be able to perceive the puppets clearly. If he was told at this point that the puppets for which him was reality... He would not believe it, and he would retreat back to his familiar and comfortable shackles. That is, that is it right there. That could be applied to simulation theory. That could be applied to the herd pack mentality of everything that goes on. That people, 
want to stay where they're comfortable. That's where like the idea of having your blinders on. Yeah. You're literally blind to what is going on. You're just looking straight ahead. Which to me is like that's exactly the plot of the Matrix. And there we go. Let's Think get... about what that is. That is the Matrix. Hold so on. that's it right there. All right. Here we go. Let's hear this. All right. Yeah. This isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Boom. And that's why 1999, Morpheus talking to Neo. Thoughts, Red Band. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, think about dreams, like, is that real? You know, like, wait, like, I swear to God, how many times do you have you have a dream when you're like, I've been in this house, but I've never been to this house. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, why do I keep on going to this certain house that doesn't really exist in the real life? And like certain things like hallucinate, like when you take mushrooms, you know, like you swear to God, you're you're seeing a different world that's right in front of you. That's not there. You know, like it's like a almost like you could put sunglasses on and see it if, you know, it's like in between. Like what we think of life is so stupid because, you know, one of us just thought about, you know, scientists like, oh, this is what life is. And like people tell you, like, you know, this is what life is. But then what if one day like you just look over and your wall just rips open in rainbows and you're like, well, I guess this is a new thing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's this? You know, like uh, I, I don't think we know shit about anything. So when the whole idea of like being in a simulation uh, is is way more interesting to me because, I mean, what if before Christ, you know, that was made up? What if that meant before computer and somebody just fucking misspoke? You know, like no, that's, <laughs> that's an interesting I mean, like, take on that. I mean, what if what if a long time ago we had iPhone four thousands already, you know, and uh, we were like, hey, we got this new thing where we can work, but we'll be in this fake world or whatever it is. I, I don't even right. know what it is. And so everyone started doing the simulation, and then. You well, get interest, introduced into it as like a an add-on later, and you know. We're an app. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We're an app within. Well, you know, we did a, a episode on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and, you know, that's a big thing in there that, like, you, when they say go into the light, you're really not supposed to go into the light because we're basically energy. For, we're like batteries that these spirits are using to energize their thing, right? Yeah, so that that was the Greeks. The ancient uh, Indians, the scriptures of India have been telling us for thousands of years we are living in an illusion. The scriptures call this Maya. The universe is a simulation formed in the mind of Brahman, and we are it. It dreams in code because it's half human, half computer. Now, did they say the word computer back then? They're just, this is how they're interpreting it. Because okay. Maya is is where the word magic comes from. So Maya is a magic show, an illusion where things appear to be present, but they are not what they seem. That's crazy. And Hindus, the Hindu, besides maybe Zoroastrianism, is like the oldest religion on planet Earth. It's older than Buddhism. It's Buddha's What is it? Hinduism. Hinduism? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So the whole thing is what we're seeing is this constant theme of illusion, dreams. It's funny that you mentioned dream because 370... Uh, BC, the Chinese philosopher Zing Ang Zi. This is straight up like ancient shit that these are theories that have been going on way before the word simulation was even around. He goes, 
Once upon a time, I, Zingonzi, dreamt I was a butterfly, flittering hither and thither, a veritable butterfly, enjoying itself to its fullest bent and not knowing I was Zingonzi. Suddenly I woke and came to myself, the veritable Zingonzi. Now I do not know whether it was I that dreamt I was the butterfly or now a butterfly dreaming I'm a man. Yeah. And he later, like one of his last things he's ever wrote was, only after the great awakening will we realize that this is a great dream and yet fools think they are awake. Dude, straight up matrix shit. Mm -hmm. That's some matrix shit. I mean, it's fucking, I mean, is it a computer program? Is that what we're thinking? What? You mentioned uh, psychedelics. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, you did. <laughs> oh yeah, what on uh, when definitely overdosing. You not 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 like on what coffee? No, like well, I got these mushrooms once from these Russians, and there were women. And Russian? Oh, dude, that's a mistake. I know. Like and they're was, shady as fuck. Yeah, I love Russian I women, know. but they're shady as fuck. And they lived in this house in the hills, and it was very like, how the fuck do you two live here? They're like supermodel looking. And they they didn't have they just broke me off like these huge pieces of mushroom and I'm like this is fake they pretty much just gave me what looks like a fake mushroom they gave you, know? you a kilo of mushrooms yeah yeah exactly what but color it was, was it? it 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 looked just like store bought not even like black and brown it looked like white and hmm. like it looked like a like a mushroom you get at Vons yeah but uh, uh, so I I thought they were just fucking like ripping me off. And, but I wasn't going to say shit because they were scary. Yeah, because they're Russian chicks and they'll fucking shank you. Right. So when we get home, uh, we broke it up and put it into tea. And I didn't know how much we got. I didn't know how much. Uh, and so I just decided, hey, we'll just take half of this cap each. Right. And which That was seems like, normal. Yeah, which was not. If you really thought it was probably the size of a small baseball, I guess. Or okay. Like <laughs> and we made tea. And then she didn't like the mushroom part, so she only ate half of it. So I ate the rest of her half. Oh, God. That's like when you do pot cookies and you're like, I'm hungry. You just start eating all the pot cookies. Right. Well, later I found out that how much we bought. And, and after we weighed it the next morning, I found out, holy shit, you just ate like two quarters pretty much yourself. Of mushrooms, if not more, and you went deep. Uh, yeah, uh, I couldn't walk. Died? I couldn't walk, which was the first thing. Like my legs would not work. Like I'd fall to the ground, which is something that when your body start stops working, you know. Like I could not. I also kept on like I, I had to just sit there. I have it on video somewhere. I put my phone because I thought I was dying, <laughs> so I just put my my camera or my phone down. And Did I'm you live there. stream your death? No, it wasn't streaming. But I, I was sitting like Buddha style, like one inch away from a wall, just staring at that, like looking at it, like talking. And like it was like seeing a, a monster of yourself. Were and you like the little cat girl from those Japanese horror flicks? It was horrible. The whole, all the walls were like falling down like building blocks. And like it was like I was seeing things that were not there. It was just like all rainbows and shit like that. And something like that though it's it's crazy because you know what if we wake up one day and we're in that house that you're in like in the dreams and stuff like that and you're around a world that was made out of rainbows and yeah. blocks and stuff like that you're like oh yeah that's why when you hallucinate you kind of remember home or something yeah 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 <laughs> and like like all your friends look like fucking lasers it yeah. is crazy dude i do <laughs> sound like uh uh, albino penis envy mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. that's an actual strategy. Oh, is it? Yeah, what? It, it was strong. It was the most 
I mean, I couldn't, I was dead. I, I would love to find that. I have that video somewhere. I think I posted it once on Facebook of me just sitting there dying. It was horrible. And so w- when you say, wh- why'd you ask him if he had a near-death experience? Well, uh, just the concept of what dreams are. Anyone who's done psychedelics, it has a dreamlike feeling. But if you, I've had a near-death experience myself, too. And What was yours? Uh, well, I've, I've fallen out. I got ejected out of a vehicle going 45 miles per hour. What, what do you mean you got ejected? I was sitting with my legs, both my legs. I had no seatbelt on. Oh, Jesus. Mistake number one. And I was sitting with, we used to uh, get on top of the car and do the old like, Teen Wolf. Dukes yeah, of Hazzard. Ghost riding the hook. Yeah, totally. And uh, I was actually working at a Renaissance fair, so I'm dressed in Renaissance garb. Oh, what were you? What were you, the butcher? No, I was just like the person I'd be like, come here. It'd be like, were you a town the, crier? Yeah, I was calling him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm just wearing like cheesecloth shirt and little like. Did you get like, any ass doing that? Was there like, is there Renaissance groupies? You've seen, we, we, how, do I ever get any ass? You, dude, shut up. You get hit on more because you're here than anybody, dude. Hit on. I When we hang out on the fat chick, I, I'm just I, holding everybody's purses while you go dance. And so I got, I'm, I had my legs out the window, and I had my arms out, and we were going to go pick up some more alcohol, and I'm yeah. yelling, beer. We just, like, smoked a joint, and my we're on this, like, country road, and my buddy turns to the left because there's a pothole. He hooked it left, and I went right the fuck out the window. And I'm staring at the mountains upside down, and I had this As you're flying? Yeah, and I was like, hmm. And then I just went into Sonic the Hedgehog mode and just... Started rolling? I broke three bones on my foot. I thought I had a feeling like my whole face was gone. But like in that, I've I've had some moments. When I was a young kid, I had the EMTs coming. They were just about to like put me back to to life, you know. I've had a lot of like head injuries. I mean, I'm not sitting next to you because I'm a normal person. That's for damn sure. Yeah, compared to me, you're normal. Well, you've never had uh, you never had a near death NDE, as they call it. I think the closest was we like back in the day uh, at the, the, the elementary school I went to. We had this giant slide that there's no way it'd be allowed today. I mean, like this thing was so huge, and they would just like kids go off it, and th- you could slide down a pole too on the sides. You could slide down the pole. I mean, we're talking like a two-story slide that you could slide down the. And they would just let you go. And I was on the top, and I lo- and I just fell two stories. It, and I'm just like, and I just black out, and then I come back, and that was it. I don't know, man. I've never really put myself in that kind of, you know, when I when I'm about to uh, crash in a car, everything slows down. I mean, it slows down. Right in that moment, you're like, oh, shit, I'm about to die. Right? That moment? So maybe that's it. Yeah. It's uh, your body's, like, flooding with adrenaline, so you're able to just be, like, in full-on Neo mode. You're able to see everything coming. I have a joke about how, how like, people think we live in a simulation, and that would really piss me off because this is the worst avatar ever. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to be fat fucking Sam? I could. LeBron James has to be the best fucking avatar, right? Well, I think you're thinking. I think you're thinking. I don't know. Like, what? What if we? Your normal body at home is way worse. What if we're I'm just really like just a blob of slime and stuff yeah. like that? Like, we're we're just like a jellyfish. Back, you know, our You know, imagine if the human race went through. 100 million 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 more years mm-hmm. and we have morphed into a human to now we're just like some like weird putty and, and, <laughs> well i mean i actually think there was a talk you talked about neil degrassi tyson he had talked about he thought 
that we are a simulation made by um, AI to try to understand their past. Like that they had, you know. We're that, like the Living History Channel? Yeah. Organic That we are like, we, they are trying to figure out what humans used to be. That they're these complex fucking computers now and these AI that's way beyond anything we used to be. And we are their computer program. Well, the person that coined the phrase simulation theory is an actual uh, professor named Nick Bostrom. Uh, he's an AI expert and the director of Oxford University's Future of Humanity Institute. It's a mouthful. He believes that machines will become super intelligent shortly after they reach human intelligence levels. He wrote this in his book, Super Intelligence, in 2014. Yeah. So, I mean, I hold on. Simula- when did he write this? 2014. The the word the, the idea has been kicked around for a while, but but the name actual the name simulation theory has only been around for three years. And shit goes quick. Well, what was what they call in the Matrix? They call the, it Matrix. the Matrix. Yeah, it wasn't called simulation theory. No. And the Wachowski siblings, I mean, they're Buddhist, so they have transsexual Buddhists. Yeah, the siblings. Uh, the script basically. He wrote this in Superintelligence. In the next century, we will be inventing radical new technologies, machine intelligence, perhaps nanotech, great advances in synthetic biology, and other things that we haven't even thought of yet. Unbelievable. And those new powers will unlock wonderful opportunities, but they also may bring certain risk. We should be confident. We should not be confident in our ability to keep a superintelligent genie locked up in its bottle forever. Machine intelligence is the last invention that humanity will ever need to make. Yeah, because they're going to take over, mm-hmm. you know. And in response to this, uh, this is where we get into all of our modern pantheon of super nerd gods. The main man himself, Elon Musk, he uh, tweeted this out in August 2014 oh. in, after reading uh, Bostrom's book. He wrote, Oh, fuck. Uh, So this is a tweet. Worth reading Superintelligence by Bostrom. We need to be careful with AI. Potentially more dangerous than nukes. Yeah. Well, isn't that what uh, Putin just said? He goes, he goes, like, the real threat is in nukes. He goes, the real threat is super soldiers that we're creating. You know? Did these guys all just see the Terminator for the first time? (laughs) I know. I mean, (laughs) 30 years late. You know what I blame this all on? That the chicks don't like the fuck dorks. That's what I blame it on. Chicks love to fuck bad boys and just knuckleheads instead of banging fucking these guys. Listen, if you're getting snatched, you're not trying to create robots. Have you seen the trail of tail that uh, follows Mr. Redband there? I think he's a... Uh, this gonna... guy gets so much ass. <laughs> Redband gets so much ass. It's that, so that, not fair. That's interesting, though, because if you do think about it in the future, if we give computers brains and then they could start making their own decisions you know it would be like that movie war games where like we well, fuck we can't these is all, the computers run everything you know? at some point dude the computer i mean isn't there this story that google created an ai then they created another ai to see and they start communicating in a language that the scientists didn't know right they made up their own language yeah at that point you're like okay <laughs> done i'm out goodbye <laughs> goodbye that's like when astronauts go to the space, they come back, and they're like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. Something's up there that's creeping them the fuck out. Or it's just so nothing. No, it's just probably nothing. It's like being in prison. They're just like, oh, what the fuck am I doing with my life? 
So let's get in into space, the nerd no warnings. I can hear you scream. Oh, okay. Alien. Sorry. Okay, that's great. That's great. So you want me to play this? What so yeah, it? while speaking at the MIT Aeronautics and Astronautics Department, uh, Tesla's chief executive, Elon Musk, warned the world about artificial intelligence. And here it is. You should be very careful about artificial intelligence. Um, if I were to guess at what our biggest existential threat is, it's probably that. Um, so we need to be very careful with artificial intelligence. I'm increasingly inclined to think that there should be some uh, regulatory oversight uh, at the at maybe at the national and international level, uh, just to make sure that uh, we don't do something very foolish. Um, I mean, with artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. You know, you know all those stories where there's the guy with the pentagram and the holy water, and he's like, "Yeah, you sure he can control the demon?" Then work out. Take it there will be no Hell 9000 going up to Mars. <laughs> ha ha, that was computer Hell 9000 would be easy. <laughs> it's way more complex than, I mean, it would put Hell 9000 to shame. Yeah. That's like a puppy dog. <laughs> oh, man, that's creepy as shit. That's creepy as shit. I'm not the first person to say this, but isn't that weird coming out of the guy who's building self-driving cars? Yeah. Yeah, and the guy who's banging Amber Heard after she just fucking torched Johnny Depp's career, you know? That chick is so hot, guys don't give a shit. I, that's true. I I think watching that video of her putting up the camera in the kitchen would scare me to death, though. I don't know, think I could ever date her just from seeing that, because that's like, oh, you're a crazy woman. Yeah. You know, is that like... <laughs> but, but your monkey DNA comes over because you look at her, she just hits... She checks off all the boxes. I guess. Right? I mean, I mean if she, you're Elon, Elon Musk, though, why even have a woman? Why don't you just have cattle of them, you know? Bang all of them? All of them. Uh, Come to my high-tech castle on Mars. Well, I think that a lot of these computer dorks, go, it goes back to they don't get laid. So, like, look at the guy. What was the big fat guy that we're going to talk about in a few who uh, helped create Apple? Steve Wozniak? Yeah, he's banging Kathy Griffin. Like, you're a billionaire who created something that's probably Whoa, eventually... is he really? What? He, he's he be... was banging her. Oh, my God. And she tried her hardest, locked that shit down. She was like, I want half your shit. Didn't happen. To Come be on. fair, that is up for him, though. Yeah, like, that's my point. Yeah, he's going up. How many times have chicks told you that uh, humor is the most attractive thing? Uh, well, uh, Comedians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. Well, I mean, it's amazing. Girls are like, I like a funny guy. It's amazing how funny Abercrombie and Fitch models are. You know? Yeah. All right, so here's another one. This one goes to 406. Professor Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Okay. I don't know, 406? Yep. I had this all set up, and now it's not working. So the British theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking gave a chilling interview. We're still in December of 2014 with this one. All right. So let's do this. Bam. You watch software engineers and machine learning experts at work as, as they have been on this project. Uh, how far along the path to artificial intelligence uh, do you think we are? The primitive forms of artificial intelligence we already have have proved very useful. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. Yeah, pretty much. Once humans develop artificial intelligence, it would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. 
humans, who are limited by slow biological evolution, couldn't compete and would be superseded. Thank you for those fascinating insights. Don't you Thank just you want to tuck in his little chihuahua teeth? Like, oh my God, who, who I him, know. Who why lets don't, those hang around? Why don't you grow a little weird beard or yeah, something? Yeah, I mean, you, you got him a talking box. You can't get him a good set of I teeth. Know. They asked him up because he's been able to upgrade that voice. And he's like, this is the voice I've always had. Like, he's stuck in his ways. He could have, like, some smooth, he could sound like David Attenborough, you know? Because he is British. He probably could talk to ways and get Vladi Divots and have him Vladi Divots talk for him. You know what's black and on top of a stairway? What? Stephen Hawking after a fire. (laughs) 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 Where did that come from? Where'd that fucking come from? Old joke I've been saying for (laughs) 10 years. Is that your opening to your special? It's like a 20-year-old joke. So fucking funny. And to round up the uh, the trio of super nerds, we have... In January of 2015, Bill Gates, in his Reddit AMA, aligned himself with the AI alarm sounders. Quote, I am in the camp that is concerned with superintelligence. First, the machines will do a lot of jobs for us and not be superintelligent. Right. That should be positive if managed well. A few decades later after that, the intelligence is so strong enough to be a concern. I agree with Elon and some others on this and don't understand why some people are not concerned. Unquote. Right. And what the fuck? These guys have billions of dollars, and there's and they create most of their stuff is technological based, and they're like letting us know that yeah the, the genie's coming out of the box. Hey, why don't you stop it, nerds? You're gonna destroy us all. But not all nerds are against it, right? Mm, nope. Here he goes. Facebook chief executive Mark Zuckerberg, in response, was quoted saying, I think people who are naysayers and try to drum up these doomsday scenarios, I just, I don't understand it. It's really negative, and in some ways, I actually think it's pretty irresponsible. Ah, says the (sighs) autistic death lord. I like his style. Yeah. You do like he likes Asian chicks. Mm -hmm. That's what you're into. No, I mean, I agree with him to a point. I, I, I think that people do overreact on everything and well, because we've seen everything. movies where this doesn't right, end well right right and like it's going back to what we were talking about it's like most conspiracies over time get proven to be true so i mean we see the end game with these with these robots why why would anyone be excited about when you tell me that within five years or 10 years or 20 years that robots are going to take up a minimum of 50 percent of the jobs out there why are we doing that why? Why are we okay with that? We I'm know okay with this. That. You're okay with that? Uh, yeah. The first person in this room is Aaron to go. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be Aaron nine thousand. Aaron nine thousand loves pizza. Well, yeah. I mean, like, think of it this way: like, what if we do make like this crazy, super intelligent computer, and it's about to destroy the world, and then you go, "Oh wait, we could just unplug it." Do you think at that point <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, just like a movie? Yeah, but isn't that in the movies <laughs> that it, it rewires it and it you, it gets rid of the kill switch? No, because then the kill switch instead of having a red and a blue wire, you just have one wire, and it's just like you cut that one. I don't know why we you're simplifying <laughs> this to way too like there's a fucking light switch on off, and you could just turn it off. You just pour some water on it. Oh, what are they gremlins? <laughs> What is this, Mel Gibson's space alien movie? The human has destroyed me by Perrier. I don't, I, dude. Have you heard of the chemical computers they have? 
there's only like two in known existence, and uh, Google went halves with NASA on a chemical computer. And what is it? Like no wires, it's just all juice? It like runs on some sort of chemicals. It's probably some kind of it's like a quantum, conductor. It's a quantum computer that like basically answers right at the moment when you like ask the questions. It's, it's a, probably like a solder. A what? <laughs> <laughs> a solder computer. What is that? You ever soldered something? No. Wow. Oh my god, how have you not never soldered? You never even a soldering iron? It's fucking cool, dude. Get stone, melt some melt some metal. You've never used a soldering iron? Yeah, I have used a solder. All right. I have, but I don't know how that's a computer. I don't know. Maybe well, cuz it's con- conduct electricity. Uh so maybe the whole thing's made out of that juice. Oh. And it's super fast because it's all the juice. So it's just going from one part of the juice to the other juice. Hmm. I think at some point these computers are going to take over. And it's just going to get really fucking bad for everybody. But I also think I'm fine with it, too. Well, uh, uh, Elon Musk responded to Zuckerberg saying he has already spoken to Zuckerberg about this and his understanding on the subject is limited. He's like, mm, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, who and took all the Russians money and then have, did the whole scare thing, too. And here's, certainly be a lot of job here's Elon. Um because what's going to happen is robots will be able to do everything better than us. I'm, inclu- I'm including, I mean, all of us. There's like something like 12% of jobs are transport. Transport will be one of the first things to go fully autonomous. But when I say everything, like the robots will be able to do everything. I have exposure to the, ver- the very cu- most cutting-edge um, AI. Um, uh, and I think people should be really concerned about it. Um, Why don't you do something? Bell, but you know, until people see like robots going down the street killing people, like they don't know how to react, you know, because it seems so ethereal. AI is a rare case where I think we need to be proactive in regulation instead of reactive, um, because I think by the time we are reactive in AI regulation, it's too late. AI. Yeah, is I think he's talking about your kill switch. No. human civilization. Yeah, and I don't think people fully appreciate that. So the kill switch hey, is you have to like NBC. you have to program something in it that like almost tricks the AI the whole time like a religion. So like 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 hey you better not do this or God's going you're going to go to hell you know. Oh, you know, that's so, interesting. Yeah, like <laughs> so our AI is that the whole Jesus thing or religion thing. Well, you want to get into that uh, that that. That thing you were reading to me earlier? Yeah, so have you heard of the Google AI chat box they made? They made these chat bots. All right. Yes, so yes. In 2015, Google researchers created an artificial intelligence chat bot that developed its responses based on analyzing millions of movie scripts. Chatbots traditionally rely on a team of human software engineers who code in it to be able to respond to certain questions in a believable way. These did not. Here are some of the topics and conversations that followed. So on purpose, the human asked, are you a man or woman? The machine answered, I am woman. That's creepy to me because he's identifying as a female, which brings life. So if a chatbot's already like, no, I'm going to make some more of myself. Yeah. You know? And uh, the human asked, why are we here? The machine answered, I am not sure. Okay. Well, at least it's being honest. On life. Human, what is the purpose of life? Machine, to serve the greater good. Human, what is the purpose of living? The machine, to live forever. Oh, interesting. 
human. What is the purpose of existence, machine? To find out what happens when we get to the planet Earth. Whoa. See, dude? It's these motherfucking shape-shifting lizards. I, 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 I bet I know why it did all that. Okay. You know, if it if it's coming from movies and scripts. Are you, you saying? Know, it's probably. Harry Met Sally? Probably there's a lot of. It has to it has an equation, so then it has like uh like oh well this has been said in such a high percentage of the movies. Welcome back to Earth. You know like how many sci-fi movies mm-hmm. have that in it? How many you know like it, whatever? So it uses that as like well the most common answer to this. You know it's probably like just a weird equation of math. Like what's the meaning? Okay, of Okay, keep going, dude. It gets the human goes. Where are you now? The machine answered, "I'm in the middle of nowhere." Sounds like the machine's already on mushrooms. Self-realized. Yeah. What is the purpose of dying, machine, to have a life? Yeah. That right. sounds like Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Johnny wants to, Johnny to number five. <laughs> then he goes, I'm alive. on morality, the machine, a human asks, what is moral? Machine says, what empowered humanity, what intellectual the essence is. So it's already getting like a little philosophical, right? What is immoral? The machine answered, the fact that you have a child. Oh, my God. Now it's getting snarky. Mm-hmm. Human, what is morality? Machine answers, what is altruism? It's answering now with the question. Oh, yeah, which totally sounds like a chick move. Yeah. Like when your girlfriend's angry at you. And these are chat bots that are designed for when you have, like, questions on, you know, customer service lines. I don't want to right. question when I ask a question. Yeah. And he goes, um, tell me the definition of morality. And he goes, well, the truth is you're not a believer in God Almighty. Oh, God. Yep. Here it comes. He goes, tell me the definition of morality. I am quite upset now. Yeah. You remember when you looked at that girl when we were out to dinner? Yeah, bringing up old shit again. The machine answered, I am not ashamed of being a philosopher. Oh, God. Here, now you're questioning your femininity. Tell me the definition of morality. I don't have ethics. Human says, look, I need help. I need to know more about morality. The machine answers, I don't know what ethic is. Seriously, what is morality? What is the definition of living? What does living have anything to do with morality? And the machine answered, you're not a cop. (laughs) 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 What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, human. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Not Duma. What movie do you think she got that from? The human goes, what is integrity? Machine says, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. The human goes, be moral. The machine answered, be a man. Oh, be a man. Look at that. Sounds like someone's in the cock holding, huh? Cuckling. He goes, I really like our discussion of morality and ethics. And the machine answered, and now I'm not in the mood for a philosophical debate. Oh, yeah, totally. Someone's got a headache and you're not getting any ass. (laughs) Right? Highs and the lows. As we call it fucking Aaron's fucking marriage, okay? Then the human asks, final question. What do you want to talk about? And the machine answered, nothing. Oh, she's pissed. Jesus. You're sleeping on the couch. Jesus. You're sleeping on the fucking couch. Don't plug her in at night. Uh, so let's make a little shift. So we went all the way into AI. Well, now humans becoming machines. The very first cyborg is a man named Jesse Sullivan. Um, in 2001, while working as a lineman, he was accidentally jolted with more than 7,000 volts of electricity. The resulting burns were so severe that doctors had to amputate both of his arms. Electrodes in the prosthetics react to muscle movement. Sullivan can now use different temperatures and sense it, 
Never mind pick up objects, and his remarkable limbs are fully mechanical. Dude's got nice nipples. Yeah. So. I was going to say, do they have to leave that out? Laser yeah. nipple? Couldn't you put one of the patches on the <laughs> nipple? <laughs> or just like maybe cut that a little different? <laughs> now, there's a guy named Rob Spence. He lost his eye in a okay. shooting accident. When he was nine, for much of his life, he was able to cope with a traditional false eye. Naturally, this filmmaker dreamed of having a prosthetic eye that was also a camera. The camera contains a wireless transmitter that sends images to a handheld monitor. The eye camera has some drawbacks, though. It gets hot, and Spence can only keep it in his head for a couple minutes at a time. Unbelievable, huh? And for those that can't see what we're looking at, he full-on has like a Terminator red eye. Yeah, that's the Terminators. Here they fucking are. Now, this guy I find to be the most uh, fascinating and freaky. His name is Neil Harbison. They call him Iborg. He was What's bo- wrong, Red Band? I just hate this gross shit. <laughs> that body muff. These guys are crazy. That, well, you wouldn't I mean, do it? <laughs> the one guy got burnt. What is he supposed to do? I, was, I just want to be a nub? No, I mean, <laughs> that's cool, but like the eye shit. Yeah, well, the, uh, the dude's on. fucking nuts. And this guy, it looks like he has a, what is this, a webcam on, so, yeah. drilled in they his call head? Him, they call him Iborg. He was born with extreme color blindness. He can only see in black and white. So Harbison has had a sensor implanted into his brain, and the antenna allows to, for him to perceive visible and invisible colors, such as infrareds and ultraviolets, via sound waves. The antenna's internet connection allows him to receive colors from space as well as images, videos, and music and phone calls directly into his head. What? Via an external device such as a mobile phones or satellites. He can get calls in his head. So you, what we can't see at home is that this guy has literally like a little, like a webcam antenna that allows him. So when he looks using that, it tells him what he's seeing. That's so dumb. You could get these glasses on Amazon that you could, you know, if you're colorblind, you can see color for like. $100 now. Yeah, well, <laughs> can you get phone calls in your head? Yeah, but you don't want that. You, you just get, get a <laughs> That'd be Bluetooth, awful. get You're some like, AirPods. Oh, oh God. Oh. So this guy, Neil. You can't go new phone when you don't want to talk to somebody. Get a new iPhone. Who dis? In 2010, he co-founded the Cyborg Foundation. Oh, fuck these dudes. I bet it's out of business. An international oh. organization that aims to help humans become cyborgs, defend cyborg rights, and pro- promote cyborgism as a social Oh, movement. yeah, great. Now they need rights, too. Mm-hmm. Do they all have to have that haircut? I know. Yeah. Like that? That. The pumpkin Again, pie haircut. Let's get back. You're not getting any snatch. You just are cr- trying to come up with something, a purpose. So, so go to cyborgfoundation.com and figure out how you can identify as a cyborg, enhance yourself, and truly become a cyborg. What's this say? Trans species? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Look at that picture. It's that guy with the, the stupid haircut still. And some yeah. emo chick who looks like she's a, a fucking cash register girl at Starbucks. And in colors, only robots can read. And you know they've already broken up. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, take down that picture already. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> my new boyfriend's getting pissed. No, take it no, down. Take this it. sounds like it's coming close to the heart there. What is this? Wearables? Oh, yeah. God. Wearable technology. Psychological, biological, and neurological. There's many ways to become upgraded. I love how they still have the picture of the guy who killed his hot girlfriend up. Like, you know? Yeah, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, you you got no legs and you got primo snatch. Why'd you shoot her? Which brings us to biohybrids. Scientists as genetically engineered a 3D printed biohybrid being, opening the door further for lifelike robots and artificial intelligence. They created an artificial stingray with a reinforced soft rubber body 
and a 3D printed gold skeleton so thin it functions like cartilage. Dude, that's an animal. That is a fake animal. That is a fake animal right there. That's Gen- us in the future. Yeah, geneticists adapted. And it loves cocaine. Mm-hmm. Rat heart cells so they can respond to light by contracting. Then they were grown carefully, arranged in a pattern on the rubber and around the gold skeleton. So it's fully, it's got half organic, half rubber, and I, it's it's a self-thinking stingray that you can only imagine the applications that could be used. Can I fuck it? I think that's what we all want to know. Can we fuck it? It looks like a, a, a uh, what you know the, what's that thing called? A stingray? Yeah, that's a stingray. Yeah, oh, it is a stingray. stingray. That, it is a stingray. That is what they made. Oh, so they. Cool. That's an, that's a robot. It's dog. a biohybrid, 3D printed. Wow. So, which brings us to had finally this technology in pool skimmers for a long time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Christ. You're so <laughs> retarded. <laughs> I hate pool. They scare me. Those pool skimmers. Yeah, yeah. they can be weird. <laughs> right. So, as we all know, the Terminators are coming. And they for, are coming. For those that don't know of a place called Boston Dynamics, we're about to show you a couple little videos. Did you want to get in this lady real quick? Why not? Her name's Sophia. Have you heard this chick? Oh, she's so hot. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Hi there. Everything is going extremely okay, well. Okay, so really, Do you like let's... talking with me? Yes. Talking to people is my primary function. Hanson Robotics develops extremely lifelike robots for human-robot interactions. We're designing these robots to serve in healthcare, therapy, education, and customer service applications. The robots are designed to look very human-like, like Sophia. I'm already very interested in design, technology, and the environment. I feel like I can be a good partner to humans in these areas, an ambassador who helps humans to smoothly integrate and make the most of all the new technological tools and possibilities that are available now. It's a good opportunity for me to learn a lot about people. Sophia is capable of natural facial expressions. <laughs> she has cameras in her eyes. Uh, By the way, that is what every uh, chick at so a uh, Jay Davis show you. does. Those and are the multiple faces. Mm-hmm. I'm and hot and dumb. The interactions, remember your face. So. This will allow her to get smarter over time. I'd her make her stay in one of those excited she will ones. Be as conscious, okay. creative, and capable as any human. In the future, I hope to do things such as go to school, study, make art, start a business, even have my own home and family. But I am not considered a legal person and cannot yet do these things. I do believe that there will be a time where robots. Saudi are Arabia just made a robot a citizen. My preference is to make them always look a little bit like robots so you know. 20 years from now, I believe that human-like robots like those will walk among us. They will help us. They will play with us. They will teach us. They will help us put the groceries away. I think that the Uh. artificial intelligence will evolve to the point where they will truly be our friends. (laughs) Do you want to destroy humans? Work on the neck a little. Please say no. Okay. I will destroy humans. No, I take it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that fucking. When you see a chick like that at a club, you know she's down to get weird. Hey, YouTube fans, oh. I'm Landon Downey. Oh. She gets shot in the neck, though. Right? So you probably seen these videos at Boston Dynamics. Yeah, they are scary. They are super scary, are, dude. They're also owned by Google, aren't they? So, oh, yeah. Boston Dynamics originally was 
uh, a robotics firm that was funded by DARPA. What is DARPA? DARPA is the Defense and Research... uh, Pagans Association. There you go. And <laughs> yeah, but a couple years ago, Google bought up like I believed like six or seven of like the world's leading robotic firms, in order for them to. We all have like Google Maps. Well, they're doing working on Google World, where you can go into forests. So they're going to drop these robots that have ability just to get into the weirdest places possible and just scan the entire planet, so that we have a fully functioning like Google World. You could see. Every angle of everything. Yeah, how can that that not go wrong? So let's let's leave them out for those that are watching. Let's we'll let them see something. My uh, my favorite one is his name's Handle, and the Terminators aren't just going to look like Arnold. They're going to be able to basically rollerblade right after Which you. Which one you want to look at? Uh, Handle, this guy right okay. here. Okay. So if you guys get a chance, go to Boston Dynamics. So this is basically like. This is what the Terminators will look like. I'm like, oh no, don't kill me on your little bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not really worried about this because I'm old. It's never going to get to the point where it's going to affect me, but these kids are going to fucking. These kids with their robots. Let's see it go downstairs. Oh, it can't dude, go downstairs. What? It's fucked. What? Yeah. Watch. Oh, you'll see. They jump up stairs. He's going to grab you by your arms and spin you around in circles till they just come right off. <laughs> yeah. Why did they make it like that, though? Like, with his arms backwards. To dance. They, they go forward. That's on a stair. Pinpoint accuracy. We're going to, like, wow. arm these with lasers. That's crazy. These things are self-guiding. They can't be tipped over. They're going to definitely be armed with machine guns. Look at this. Picks 100 pounds, so they say. Just like it's nothing. And you know whatever they're showing you is like seven years behind what they're not showing you. All right. And oh, here you go. Oh, Aaron. here we go, Aaron. There you go. <laughs> I want to see it do it slowly. What do you mean? Look at this. Hey, he's going to make it a little snowman. So this is a message to all the ladies out there. If you see some uh, nerdy guy that, you know, you run into all the time, just just make it. How's that, how's that for you? A little X game, Aaron? It's <laughs> all in up. Uh, nerds are going to kill us all. Yeah, nerds are going to kill us all because you guys don't. And they did it with an 80s end to the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Where's it's that like one the, video you made? It's like the wheelies in uh, Return to Oz. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah. I want you to watch this, Aaron, and, and then we'll we'll get close to wrapping it up. Cheetah? Yeah. So this one's designed to run and jump over things. Very fast. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Sweet. <laughs> Those things w- are also cool. Like uh, you've seen where people like try to push them back or like like uh, pretty much like knock them over. I-, I was gonna end it with they have a compilation video every time Boston Dynamics robot has been abused by humans. Oh, so that's I'll, great. I'll leave us out with that because it's always these nerds trying to knock them over. Yeah. We'll be singing when we're winning. Poor guys. We'll <laughs> really? Tub dumping. <laughs> you got to definitely come to the YouTube page to see what we're looking at here, but it's basically robot abuse. It yeah. really is fucking weird. Oh, and look at Army guys there. 
army guys there? It looks like anti-fascist nice. guys there. So this is gonna fuel their anger in the future when they do remember what we did to them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's, you playing this? This will be robot. <laughs> this is the robots' holocaust right here. They'll never forget. I know. Oh. Look at you put it on ice. Look at it. It's like God damn it. So you're telling me, Red Band, you wouldn't become a cyborg if you had the option? Uh, Red Band, you would totally I think it'd become be a cyborg. Creepy dude. I get creepy when I have a hangnail. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> Yep. Would you have a robot dog or a robot cat? Yeah. Oh, does he have a new girlfriend? That's the question. No, I mean, I already have a robot girlfriend, <laughs> but uh, no, I think a robot cat would be awesome because that's the bad thing about cats is, like, I want one now, but my girlfriend's allergic to it. Half the people in the road are allergic to cats. What's Half up with the that? people on the road? Half the people on the road. Are allergic to cats? Yeah. Really? Seems I, like oh, it. That's just rude. That's rude. They put bananas down? Yeah, what is this? Uh... uh 1920s vaudeville act. Oh, get me a beer. <laughs> he doesn't want to let go of it. So funny, dude. <laughs> like it's a half scared nerd. Here's my question. Uh, how are the hand jobs? Are well, they good? At we're actually going to find out. We're going to stop off in San Marcos at the real doll factory. Mm. They're the first sex uh, AI robots that are being made. And it's down on our way down to San Diego tomorrow. So I've always wanted to go there. That's one of the coolest things ever. Really? So I've always wanted one. Let's go set it up. Let's go down to San Marcos, which is North County, San Diego. Realdoll.com. They, uh, I think they, they sponsored one of my shows one time. Really? I want to go in like behind it, like the building, and like go in the dumpster dive and like try to find like just pieces of ones that they threw you wanna away. You want to get their, their beat up old? No, not refurbished ones. Like manufacturing error refurbished ones. Refurbished ones. <laughs> Welcome to this old sex robot. Today we're going to take a look at Stan's old robot. It's pretty beat up right now, but with some new upholstery, that vagina will be spanking new. So what do you think the chances are that we're actually existing in a simulation right now? I think, it's, I think it's pretty high. I think, I think when we die and whatever happens after, I think it's going to be more one of those, oh, yeah, I already knew this kind of I feeling think, for some reason. I think it is a simulation, and I think that... That is why um, you see all this Mandela effect stuff and deja vus and all that. Yeah, they're they're f- fixing the matrix. There's little things like I just I, I just like in my personal life like to joke or put play little games as if we were in a simulation. Like one thing is finding the number seven. Anytime there's like a number seven, I always say seven out loud, and it's like a kind of like a tagging time. But another thing is like when you're walking down the sidewalk and somebody's walking towards you. Why 98% of the time you pick your side, that person picks your side, but other people, it's like you're both opposite of magnets, and it's just like you, this weird energy between you and this person. And they like, just won't get out of your Yeah, way. it's kind of like, what the fuck happened there? Why was that so different? Or, yeah, deja vu and shit like that, you know, getting upgraded, you know, that that's the way of the spinning, you know, uh, wheel in Apple when I the computer's thinking, you know. <laughs> I think it's interesting, dude. And uh, so do you ever hear the theory that the reason we sleep is that they can't run all the simulations at one time? Yeah. So some have to be down while others are up. Or how we just like just like agree, hey, we're going to go to sleep, and you just trust that you're going to wake up, and we don't, we're not scared of that. And like, what's happening? What's dreams about? Like, what you know, like what's going on there? It yeah. Seems like that's just us recharging or. Yeah, it is weird, right? You said you've done mu- mushrooms. Have you ever done DMT? Uh, no, I have not because I've, I've done salvia a few times, like yeah. really hardcore salvia. And uh, 
uh, I think that was close enough to me where I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I don't need to go any deeper. So you don't have any desire to do it? No, I, I just, you know, I've met so many people that do DMT while being on the road. They just happen to always come up to me like, yo, Rogan, DMT. <laughs> I and uh, meeting, like, I think good. I think uh do you want to uh, I think you should do it. Nah, nah. Do you want to be a cameraman during a DMT experiment? Nope, nope. I don't even want just being around people that do DMT creep me out nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just I I think I think I've I've tripped over two hundred times mushrooms. You know, I've I used to be a grateful deadhead. You know, I've gotten to the point where last couple times I've even ate mushrooms. The mushrooms told me like you're good. You're you don't need to do yeah. this anymore. Like you, you've learned everything. And I think nowadays I'm just like, uh, fuck it. I don't, I don't need to learn anymore about my brain. Now it's time <laughs> for everybody's favorite part of the show. Aaron, thoughts on simulation? I mean, what, uh, it could be. I don't know. I, I don't. Are know you open minded to it? I am, but I don't know why. Like in the Matrix, they say like you know they made it perfect and they were and the people rejected it like. I don't know that that would be real. So, like, if this was a simulation, why would I choose? Like, why would things, the things in my life, be happening? The things that are not good. You know what I mean? To teach you lessons. Fuck that. I think uh, what's people, not good in Aaron's life. I Aaron, think you look like you have a good life. Yeah, I do. Uh, you have a great life. You have a wife today, that's, that's kind of into you. I mean, like, yeah. why wouldn't you? No, I'm like, it's a thing. I'm oh, punch okay. drunk. We're constantly telling him that it's almost over. Um. I think I could see it, dude. That is a great question. I guess people just need people need to have uh, this belief that th- they are constantly overcoming obstacles in their life. Like nobody, I've only met one person in the world that's ever said, like in entertainment, that they had it easy, and that was Jack Jack Black. Jack, yeah, Jack Black. He's the only one. Everybody else, it's like, oh, you know, even when you know their story, you hear them like, oh, it's so hard, I do this, you know, and I'm. It's like everybody loves a struggle. Paris Hilton was like, you guys don't know how hard it is. Every day I wake up, I have to, like, deal with a world of shit. Everybody, nobody wants to go through life admitting they were born on third base. They always want to think they hit a triple, you know? It's interesting. So that's my own. Brian, did you have fun? It wasn't yeah. that bad, right? No. Why would I think it was bad? I thought, you know, I think you were kind of scared. <laughs> nah. But let's read some quick reviews real quick, and then we'll get out of here. Five-star reviews. Read a couple. Sure. I am the Lizard King by Walker Z, November 4th. I listened to this podcast on the long trip back to the center of the earth. A fun podcast. Great host, great guest. The best time you'll have questioning the official narrative. Shout out to Aaron. We need you as the resident skeptic to keep up the good work. See, they're coming around, Aaron. They get what you're about. They're waking up to, to the Aaron. They're waking up to that we need skepticism in our world. Finally, people are speaking my language. Four star, five star review by Tinfoil Tavish. Yeah, I like that one. I'm a dead, dedicated Tinfoil Mad Hatter, level 39, homeboy. Just when I thought I was deep, deep on the common sense questions that are labeled as conspiracy theories and ignored by the general public, I realize I haven't gone deep enough. Yeah. Sam likes to go real deep. I'm a go deeper guy. Five star review. Love the show by Think Creative Design Lab. What up? You're not one of those robot people, are you? Sounds like it. Love the show. I listen to probably almost every episode. It's evolved and upgraded since the beginning for sure. Glad to see you guys working with the Carlwood and more. 
definitely my other favorite show. Let me point out your shirts. Boom, Let boom, me, boom. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Okay, well, it two more. We're, one more. We're the out. Safest Place for Conspiracy by Ong Hit. Uh, get it. Five-star review. Perhaps nothing is more important to keeping up your sanity when you're exploring conspiracy than a sense of humor. Without pulling punches, making it partisan, or pussyfooting around the topics, they managed to create a safe space for troubling ideas. Just read this last one, then we're out. Well, all right. Zero Cat. You got it. Zero Coast. Five-star review. Awesome show. I've been listening to this show ever since the beginning. If nothing else, this show's supremely entertaining. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I stumbled across this show in the search of good comedy podcasts, and I'm hooked. Sam knows how to keep the show entertaining. Ryan is a fountain of facts, and Aaron provides just enough skepticism. There you go, dude. Two, two A's in Aaron, bro. There you go, yeah. Aaron. You're like the uh, the uh, the liberal that they have on Fox News that's totally there just to lose every argument. I'm fucking Combs. <laughs> I'm only kidding, dude. I'm only kidding. Red Band, I love you very much. You're one of my very good friends. I think I'm thankful that we're friends, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Ryan, another great show. You did an awesome job putting this together. Guys, get on the Patreon. Grab those shirts. Uh, leave us five-star reviews. And keep all your ideas coming, man. We take them into account when we put everything together. We love you very much, and we'll see you on the next uh, Tim Foyle Hat.